3: Call in at 303-690-3000.
0: Let's join Calvary Live
3: right now. And Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live, and we are ready to take your questions and your prayer requests. I'm so glad that you can join us today for this program. It's so wonderful for us to be able to come together, and this program is really you, the listener. This is your program. This is an opportunity for you to be able to call in and ask questions and give your prayer requests. So you just heard the a number to call in and be on the show. It is 303 690 3000. I'll repeat that number throughout the hour, but I would encourage you right now grab that phone, give me a call, ask your question. Uh, let's pray together. Let's go to the word of God together. Uh, what my prayer is is that this hour would be an hour of great encouragement, and we need that right now, because I think that some of you that are listening out there, that you're discouraged right now. Uh, maybe you're frustrated, maybe you're hurting, maybe you're just uh, overwhelmed with uncertainty, and and uh, it begins to really grip your heart. and And so we are here to minister to you, to pray with you, to answer your questions, because we have certainty from the Word of God. So give me a call, 303 690 3000. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I'm with you live here on Grace FM. Those of you listening in Southern Colorado on 101.7, would love to hear from you guys. Got so many friends down there in the Colorado Springs area and parts of Pueblo pick up Grace FM and uh, up towards Monument. Give me a call. Love to hear how you guys are doing. Uh, during these times that are challenging and uncertain, during these times that are difficult. And i uh, love to talk with you and converse with you. And then also a powerful signal up in northern Colorado from Castle Rock up into southern Wyoming, even into the panhandle of Nebraska on 89.7. So we'd love to be able to talk with you and, and share with you and uh take you to scripture, three oh three six nine oh three thousand. We got a couple open lines. We're gonna go there in just a minute. But I wanna also welcome all who are listening, those who are listening on uh the East Coast, on Truth and Hope FM. Uh as you're listening on the radio stations, uh, you are a week delayed, but you can give me a call at that call in number three oh three six nine oh three thousand. We'll have our conversation, and then you can listen to it next week. And also, I believe there's other Christian radio stations uh, that are picking up Grace FM. We welcome you as well. And then the online listeners, welcome to today's program. Those of you listening on the mobile app or perhaps on the Grace FM website. Uh, you can call anywhere in the country. We have people that uh, listen from all four corners of the United States. Love to have you call in and uh, ask your questions and give your prayer requests. We even have international listeners, and we welcome you if you are listening. So we're looking forward to today's show, and uh, I encourage you to grab one of those open lines. There is also a, another means, as most of you know, to be able to ask a question or to Give a prayer request, that's through a dedicated text line, and that is 720-336-0897, and I would encourage you to get those numbers in your contacts uh, on your mobile device, and you can just pull it up and give me a call or give me a text when you can. And when you are texting, make sure you're safe, especially with this weather that's coming in and uh we got a prayer request actually for safety so let's go ahead and do that cuz i know snows moved up here into northern colorado and i know into the denver metro area and so father we just pray right now as it's rush hour and particularly in the metro area that everyone would be safe and that you would just uh keep everybody uh you know just protected and, Lord, that they would get to their destination safely. We do thank you for this moisture. We thank you that it's here and in the mountains, and particularly in the southern mountains where drought has been so bad. We just pray for a good snowpack this winter. We pray for the snow. would finish putting out the fires that have devastated our forests so badly. So we thank you for the moisture, but we do pray for your safety. Uh, on everyone, for your protection on everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, the phones are starting to ring, and we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines. Let's go to Rudy in Denver.
1: Hello, Pastor. Hi, Rudy. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing really good. I'm doing really yeah. good. I was called to ask you if I could share a testimony
3: sure. on
1: what the Lord's been doing in my life. I yeah. I call often, and how you guys first? I know. You know some bad and, things and some good things, and mm-hmm. you know I put away some bad things that you know was going to just take me down. And I, you instructed me how to follow the Lord, and you know I, the things I put away was had to do with bad finances. You know, make money the wrong way. I wasn't mm-hmm. making it. I just continued. Me and my wife continued praying. I found a good job, a job that good I love, and it's just it's paying, and it's it's just so it's just how He provides. When I when I just depend on him and him only,
3: yeah, that's good, uh, but, Rudy. That's good to hear.
1: Yeah, especially he, during. He, I mean, you know, I was I was just you know, I mean, I wasn't not sure where I wanted to go. I felt like I was set at the job I was, and when I put away those bad things and I got saved, you know, and this has been with maybe the, a year and a half, and just continue reading the Bible, things that I read, you know, verses that I read, just open my mind to guide me. And then Colin, you, right. you know, that's why I want to share it over the radio, because you guys have helped me out a lot, too. I feel good. like these are families I've never seen, and you know, over the radio. And I, a lot of people listen, yeah. listen because I tell them how great it is, and I just wanted good. to share that. Thank good. you, guys, and I'm, also. Um,
3: thank, and thanks, thanks for calling, Rudy. It's good to hear from you, because I, I haven't talked to you for a couple months. Right. And, um <laughs> But, it's you know, it's been hard. It's been difficult. And... And here's a verse that I shared with my congregation that I was just thinking about um, as you were talking about the goodness of the Lord. And um, you put those things aside that were not pleasing to the Lord, because we know the Bible says that His ways are good. His ways are right. Uh, we are okay. to pursue the ways of the Lord. And I want you to remember, Rudy, a verse that, that I shared with my congregation Regularly, but you know Peter said, "I will not be negligent to remind you of these things, though you be established in them." And I constantly remind them of First John chapter five, verse three, that tells us that this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. In other words, always remember, Rudy, as you read His word and he gives you the truths and the principles and the commandments. They are an expression of his love. It's because the Lord loves us so much, and they're not burdensome. The Lord doesn't tell us to live the right way and to to live a holy life and to pursue righteousness, so to be a killjoy or to make our lives miserable. It is so that we can be benefited and blessed, and it's a place of safety, and it's, it's a place of security. So that's why we want to pursue the things of the Lord and to know this and, and particularly, I tell young people this that live for the Lord and know that mm-hmm. every commandment that He gives to you is an expression of His love for you, and so I think that's a good thing to tuck in our hearts and always remember so I'm glad that's being worked out in your l- life life <laughs> it is
1: Absolutely. and and one thing I would like to add too is that you know just where I've been friends that are was right there with me. Are starting to think now? How did Rudy change? And I gave it to the Lord. It was "Pray to God, open a Bible, read it, explore it, yep. get all into yeah. it." And I, I think I'm, I think I'm getting into people's minds who, who feel that yep. following the Lord is a burden because they don't yeah. want to live that way. It's funny that you say that because that's what I'm seeing from people that are you know watching me change my life for the better
3: yeah. in
1: God's way. And it's just yeah. so moving, so moving.
3: It is good. And you know why? Because, Rudy, you are a living epistle. Paul writes about that to the Corinthians. He says, you guys are living epistles. That is, the cr- Christ is living in your hearts, and it's a testimony to others. And so I'm so glad to hear that. Let me pray with you, Rudy, and then we're going to continue on. Father, I thank you for Rudy and his testimony and being able to talk to him once again. That you provided a job for him but lord it's more than that he's he's seeing how much of a, a a life can be blessed by just following you and trusting you and walking in your ways and that's that's what your word declares to us so i pray that you'd help rudy keep his eyes on you even during the times that become challenging or, or difficult that you're still there you're still working and lord that you continue to grow him in the love and knowledge of Jesus Christ in your grace, and Lord, that uh, he would just be that living epistle to others in the days ahead, in Jesus' name. Hey, brother, good to hear from you.
1: Amen. Thank you. we we'll we'll Be safe.
3: All right, you too. 303-690-3000. We had full lines, which is great. It's good that you're calling in. Keep those calls coming. When somebody hangs up, then you have the opportunity to be able to call in. But uh, we got an open line. Let me give you that text line again, 720-336-0897 is the text line. And then the call in, which we love to have phone calls coming in, is 303-690-3000. Again, my name is Jeff Figgs as we begin this show of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. So glad to be with you on this snowy, afternoon. So I pray that you're safe. I pray that you're healthy. I pray that you're well. Maybe you're discouraged in some of the things that have happened in the last few months or the last few weeks or in the last week. Uh, We want to encourage you. We want to give you a message of hope. We want to lift you up. Uh, David would write, why are you cast down, oh my soul? And that he would get his eyes and his focus on the Lord. And that's what we're to do. Let's go to Susan, who's calling from Greenville, Tennessee. Hi, Susan.
2: Hi, good evening. Um, I guess this is a testimony. Um, I had talked to you on Friday night. I had called about my daughter, and my question mm-hmm. was about um, suicide and what happened after that. And I want you to know that that was the best message that I'd ever gotten in such a long time, And you hit it spot on, and the whole weekend, the rest of the whole weekend, I just kept running into other Christians, and everything was just being confirmed, and it really, really soothed my soul.
3: Good. I'm glad that you were blessed. I'm glad that you uh, were ministered to, and, you know, um, we have different pastors that do the show. I do... You know the first part of the week, and then Pastor Ed and another pastor does the last three days. But you know one of the things that you'll find is we try to give you the truth of God's word, the comfort of God's word, and people are wondering about things like this, Susan, yeah. and and people are really kind of struggling right now, and and it, it's so wonderful to be able to have a show where people can call in and be prayed for, and really get solid answers. Um, good answers because there's a lot of voices out there, aren't there? Yeah. And the and the word of God brings comfort to us. The word of God brings encouragement to us, and and we need the word of God more than ever. And yeah. and I'm I'm so thankful that you were blessed and encouraged and built up. And then as we receive the comfort of the Lord, Second Corinthians chapter one tells us, uh, who comforts us in all of our tribulations, then we're able to give that comfort to other and we are able to minister to others. And Paul writes that, Susan, at a time where he says that we were pressed beyond measure. We were despaired even of life, that the Lord is there to bring comfort to us in those times, and then we can bring comfort to others as well. And so that's such a glorious ministry of the Lord. And the other thing too, Susan, is um, in the book of Isaiah, that the ministry of the Lord is told to us, that he does not break a bruised reed, and he doesn't quench a smoking flax. And I am so thankful that when we're bruised, and when we're wondering, and when we're upset, that the Lord doesn't come along just stomp on us. Or, you know, he cares for us. He has compassion for us. He desires for us to come to him, all of us that are weary and heavy laden, and you will find rest for your souls. I'm so grateful that we can point to the one, to the one, who truly can give us the comfort and the rest that we need in life. So, hey, Susan, can I pray for you? Yes. Father, I pray for Susan. I thank you that she was ministered to through this show. And, Lord, I thank you that the Word of God touched her heart and it brought comfort to her and strength to her. And, Lord, truth does that. It builds up. And, Father, I pray for her. I pray for her family that, Lord, that she would receive your comfort, and then be able to comfort others. And those who are close to you, to, um, you know, you, those who, um, Lord, need you, that you give Susan the right words to speak, even as she's through the weekend been able to minister to others. I pray that you would just continue to grow her in your love and in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Susan.
3: I, I appreciate you calling. All right, thanks. Good night. Uh-huh. Good night. 3036903000 is the number to call. The Lord is so good, his word is so good. And you know, one of the things that we need to continue to remember is that we need to remember that we are to give that to others. There's people to minister to and and uh as we, you know, study the word of God, it's not just an intellectual exercise to know him, to know his heart to know his ways, and, Lord, um, that we are to be uh, ones that um, can give that comfort and that truth to others as well. We're so blessed to be able to do that. Well, let's go to Pennsylvania where Joan has been waiting. Hi, hello, Joan.
2: Did I, hello there. Um, I hear it's snowy in, Cal- in Colorado, huh? It We're
3: is, having, and we need it.
2: We've, oh, okay. Well, praise God. We've been having a wonderful, close to seventy or into seventy degree weather, which is
3: lovely. See, Strange, but lovely. You know what's happened is you're getting the weather that we had last week.
2: Okay. Well, thank you That's very much. What's
3: happened. You are welcome.
2: Okay. Um, I, I love in- I
3: love sending warm weather to you guys. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you got a question for me.
2: Yes, sir. Um, we've been in a study of Ephesians, and um, I really noticed the number of times that the term uh, in the heavenly places is used, and also connected with the, uh, another phrase, rulers and authorities. And this is just kind of an intellectual question or information, but right. um, I was, I'm was i just wondering are they the same is it the same um, entity I guess that's being talked about? And I'll give you two verses. Ephesians 3.10 says um, so that through the Church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. And then in 6, the, the famous armor of God, um, uh, verse 12, "...for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places." So, are we talking about the same heavenly area? Or yeah. level, and,
3: or... Yeah, and you're asking a good question. The, the theme of the book of Ephesians is, Ephesians takes us to the heavenlies. Mm-hmm. And, and and that is um, what makes the book such an incredible book. In chapter 1, Paul begins to just tell us of all the, the heavenly blessings that we have, that we find in Christ. Um, and he says... Um, It speaks of not just blessings um, that we have, but where it comes from. It comes from the Lord. It's not worldly blessings. It is heavenly blessings. So because we are in Christ, he chose us. Um, We uh, are holy uh, without blame in him and love. Um, It goes on through chapter 1, talks about all the heavenly blessings that we have, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Um, we have all these things that he goes on and on. We have uh, an, an eternal inheritance, all these things that guarantee uh, of the, the, the seal of the Holy Spirit of promise, all these different blessings that we have. So that's the spiritual blessings that we have. That's what takes us up into the heavenlies. So he's talking about an eternal perspective. He's talking about um, blessings that doesn't come from this world, but heavenly blessings that come from the Lord. And so that's the real key as you go through Ephesians, that we as Christians, we are so blessed, aren't we, um, mm-hmm. with heavenly mm-hmm. blessings. You can't get that apart from faith in Jesus Christ. Right. Um, and so it is, um, as we read the heavenly blessings, um, it is, describes both the kind of blessing, like in chapter 1, and then the location of those blessings. Um, the spiritual blessings, it's more than just— because when we think of worldly blessings, what do we think of? Money, don't we? Yeah, right. Yeah, we think money, power, prestige. So speaking of the kind of blessings, and it's not worldly blessings, we're not talking about money or power or prestige. We're talking about we belong to Him, We have an eternal perspective. You know, we have um, word of partakers of the promise of Christ through the gospel. Um, These are incredible promises that are given to us. So, you know, the mysteries reveal that Christ lives in in us in chapter 3 as you go through that. So that's the key to remember the heavenly blessings, the spiritual blessings that we have. And and here... um, we see that in ephesians chapter one two and three now i do want to add this joan as you study the book of ephesians chapters one two and three here are the spiritual blessings that you have in christ and in chapters four and five and six this is how you live for christ so as soon as you move into chapter four i beseech you you know um to walk worthy of the calling which you were called so this is how you're to live for him and then you quoted chapter 6, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're asking about putting on the whole armor of God. We're yeah. in this world. We live for the Lord, but know this, that you're going to go through spiritual warfare, that it is very real. And so what you're to do is put on the whole armor of God. And you are to uh, do that as you resist the enemy who comes against us constantly. We don't battle against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers. Again, speaking of the heavenly places, there are principalities and powers, and rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, is speaking of demonic influence. Mm -hmm. Satan has his fallen angels in order. There's a hierarchy. There's an order in that. Just like we see that the angels of God, you have Michael the archangel. You have Gabriel. You have seraphims, you have cherubims, you have the four living creatures, you have regular angels. There's a host of angels, you know, that are in heaven, that are God's servants. So he he's talking about an eternal perspective going throughout the book of Ephesians, and uh, and know that the enemy's real, and know that Satan is going to come against you, throw the fiery darts at you. So put on the whole armor of God. So that's kind of a general, um, uh, kind of a general uh, answer to the heavenly places that we're taken to the heavenly places in Ephesians, uh, the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah, that helps a lot. Um, okay. Thank you. Uh, could I also ask for some prayer because um, I'm asking for my son, and I just heard you speaking with dear lady, Susan, and I was taking that prayer also, Um, my son has been struggling for way too long with just some issues that he has built up that have really just been blocking his relationship with the Lord, and I know it is, um, his life isn't going very well right now, and I know it's spiritually, Mm -hmm. uh, it's spiritually based, I I know that, um, his name is Josh and I'm just asking, he needs clarity. He needs to put down his guard and listen to the wisdom of the Lord and not just his own understanding.
3: Yeah. Um, And Joan, I'd be happy to pray with them. And our young people, they're experiencing that, you know, they, the world is pulling on them and, and, you know, they they get in this struggle. And um, we're just going to pray that the Lord draws him to himself and and draws him, you know, takes the blindfolds off and soften yes. his heart. Lord, yes. I do pray for, for Joan, for her son, that she loves very much. And our young people are experiencing that. They try to figure things out in their own wisdom and in worldly wisdom. and And we see that even those who who know you, those who grew up in the church. But Lord, I pray for a surrender to you, that you would touch his heart, that you would draw him to you, that you would take the blindness away that Satan puts on us. You know, and he does. He tries to blind those, um, even believers. He, He deceives. He mocks. He's the accuser of the brethren. I just pray for your hand to be upon Josh. And, and I pray that you would touch his heart in a very deep way and draw him to you in every way. That he would come to know that you love him. He can cast his cares on you. That you want to bless his life. You want to bless his life because as believers, we have the heavenly blessings. And that there's an eternal inheritance that comes from you. And Lord, that we don't have to have a spirit of fear, but of adoption that we can cry out, Abba, Father. And I just pray that he would come to know of your love and your desire to just to bless his life, that you would become more true to him than than ever, ever before. Do that work in him. And I pray for Joan, that you would help her minister to her son, to give the words to to speak to him and touch his heart. Um, Lord and I just lift up this precious young man to you, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. God bless
3: you, Joan. God bless you. Thank you for calling. We'll be praying.
2: Thank you. Enjoy the snow.
3: Yes, I will. Thank you. <laughs> All right, three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call. Love to hear with. You from you. Love to pray with you and encourage you any way that I can, and and, uh, we're just going to continue to do that. Um, Hey, let's go to Peggy in Pennsylvania. Hi. Hi, Peggy. Hey, we're going to be going to break here pretty soon, so if you hear music, you know, we'll stop and then we'll pick it up after the break, all right?
4: That's fine.
3: So how are you?
4: Well, Pastor, I'm not too good right now. I'm having a very hard time. I don't know how to deal with this cheating that I see on this earth and, you know, the cheating. And then I go to God and I say, how can this be, these people cheating and changing all these things that were positive because they cheat and they lie. And, you know, they changed a lot of things here in the election. It's, It's very hard for me to see how yeah.
3: people can just cheat like that and be so evil. Well, let me let me try to give you some encouragement, because I know you're calling from Pennsylvania, and that was kind of a hot spot and a big topic and everything. And I think that there's a lot of people right now that are discouraged and wondering and struggling and all of this. But, you know, Peggy, um, um, as we hear the music, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. I want you to hold on. And then I want to give will. you some scripture. I'm going to give you some scripture that I believe is going to be a help to you and to others who are listening. So, hey, we're going to break. 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome
0: back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000
3: or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. We've had a busy first half hour. Got plenty of time for you to be able to call in. And I believe we do have an open line. So give it a call and let's continue with the phone calls in just a minute. I want to welcome you to today's program. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado on this snowy day. So grateful for the moisture. We're taking calls from all over the country, from the East Coast and here in Colorado, and we're going to continue to do that. So the call line number is 303-690-3000. Then the text line for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request is 720 336 0897. I want to see if Peggy's still there on line one. I'm still Peggy? here. Good. I'm still you know, here. Peggy, where I'm at here in Colorado, especially up here in northern Colorado, um, this area where I'm at is still very conservative. And so there's you know a lot of people that I know that have come to my church that are very disappointed in, in the elections and stuff. But here is what I want everybody to remember, to keep an eternal perspective. You know, the Book of Romans says that God appoints those who are in authority. And I want to read to you from the Book of Daniel. I'm teaching the Book of Daniel to some students in Peru um, from the Calvary Bible Institute. And um, I love teaching those young students um, the Bible and going through the books of the Bible with them. Uh, Daniel is such an incredible book because what Daniel does, uh, Peggy, is... It tells us of Daniel writing 2,500 years ago. It tells us of the empires that would come on the scene from the time of Babylon. You know, the the Jews, the house of Judah went off into captivity by the Babylonians in 605 B.C. And Daniel was one of the first captives that was taken. He was just a young man. He was um, only about 17 years old. He's taken away from his home. He's taken away from his family, but yet God used him. And God um, would use him with these incredible visions that he gave to Daniel that is prophetic. But also in Daniel chapter 2, Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar about the dream that he had, the interpretation of the dream. And he said that in this image that Nebuchadnezzar saw, it was the image of a man. It speaks of man's government. And the head was made of gold. Chest and arms were of silver. The belly and thighs were made of brass. And then the legs were made of iron. And then there was the feet that had ten toes. That was iron mingled with clay. And so Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar, this is what you saw. Nebuchadnezzar was amazed. And he says, here's the interpretation, Nebuchadnezzar. He said, you, king, are... The king of kings, for God of heaven, has given you a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. In other words, the head of gold, Nebuchadnezzar, that's you. You've been given this kingdom, and it's a kingdom that has been given to you with great power, glory. But Daniel goes on to say that you're going to be replaced, and you're going to go down, Nebuchadnezzar. And your kingdom is going to go down and be replaced. And he goes on and explains by the Medo-Persians that will be replaced by the Grecians, that will be replaced by the Romans. And then in the last days, there's going to be this revived Roman Empire. Here's the thing to remember, that God sets those in authority for his purposes, but we can trust him and we are to look to him. Here's the thing, as discouraging as we can be, because Peggy I have kids. I'm concerned for their future. I I love this nation. I love this country. But we belong to a kingdom that lasts forever. And that's what we got to remember. And we belong to an eternal kingdom that will come. And and that's what Daniel says. He says that the rock is going to come and hit that image, and the man's kingdom is going to collapse. And and go away, and God's kingdom is going to last forever. So this is what we do. It, it looks like we got a new president that is coming. We need to do what we did for the previous president, President Trump. We are to pray for our leaders. We are to pray for our president. Paul writes to Timothy about that when Caesar Nero was the emperor, and, and he was terrible. He He chopped Paul's head off. So we're to pray for our leaders, we're to pray for our nation, and we're to trust in the Lord. And Paul writes to the Colossians, keep your eyes on the things above and not on the things of this world. It doesn't mean that we don't get concerned. It doesn't mean that, that, that we don't you know, um, like the, the results. We, we don't, and, and uh, it, what it means is you keep that eternal perspective. And to remember this, that we belong to a kingdom that lasts forever and a kingdom that's going to come. And everything that has taken place, listen, is all going to culminate to his purposes, to where he's going to come back and establish the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. God wasn't surprised what happened. He's on the throne still. He's still in control. And everything's filtering through him. And that's what we got to remember, Peggy. Otherwise, we stay upset. And one of the things that also I was talking to somebody today about is in the book of Philippians that Paul was in prison. You know, he was waiting to go on trial before Caesar Nero. And he's writing to the church. He doesn't know what the future holds. He doesn't know whether he's going to be released. He doesn't know whether um, that, you know, he's going to be put to death. He says, I don't know. But he writes that book to that church, that letter, that epistle, and the theme of it is joy. And he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And we as Christians, we always have a reason to rejoice, and that is we have the Lord, and he's in our hearts, and he's on the throne, and his promises are true for us, and that there are people to minister to, and a message that we're to give to others. I have to keep that perspective. Otherwise, I get anxious and I get upset and I get mad. And I'm not saying that, you know, um, that we shouldn't care about um, our leaders. We shouldn't care about any of those things. We live in a democracy. Uh, I believe that we should hold our elected officials accountable, but we've got to keep that eternal perspective because the world is not our hope. Jesus Christ is our hope and, and that's what I have for you Peggy and I hope that's helpful to to others as well. All right?
4: Well, I thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I'm you know, I'm no longer watching the TV and I have my I'm studying um I'm a nurse and I'm studying for my registered nursing so good. in this yeah, in this particular time in history and in my life and in this time, in this window of time, um, the Lord did allow me to have something else to keep my mind away from the TV, and, yeah. and, our, and our beloved president that was really my friend in the room when I watched him and was with him on TV land all the time. So I have much, much more important things to do right now than to be on yeah. the TV. So yeah. that's, my, that's my my And that's good,
3: that, that's good advice, you know, let's, hey, let's read our Bibles, let's, let's you know, let's Get her eyes and focus on the Lord and still pray for our nation and for our leaders. So thank you, Peggy. Let me pray with you. Father, I just pray for Peggy. As she's studying for to be a nurse. I pray you help her with her studies. What an incredible profession that she's getting into to help others. I thank you for those nurses and, and those in the medical field that have been on the front lines for the last several months in this COVID, but also serving in so many other ways. They really are um. so wonderful. They're our heroes. Lord, strengthen them and help Peggy as she's desiring to do that, to get through her studies, to be able to serve others, and to keep her eyes on the Lord, touch her heart, and bring comfort as she reads your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank Blessings, Peggy.
4: My, my test is December 21st and December 22nd, so keep me in mind.
3: Absolutely. And then And then when you pass that test, you call and let us know, okay?
4: I will. I will. And thank you, and God bless you for helping You
3: bet, Peggy. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. All right, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. We're going to go to Laura in just a minute. So, Laura, hang on. you got an important question. But listen, I know this is heavy on our minds. We can't avoid it. Um, But get your eyes, all of us, let's remember this. God still has a plan. He still wants to use us. We need to still pray for our leaders and pray for our nation. And, and I know that we can be concerned. Uh, there's a lot to be concerned about. But we belong to a kingdom that lasts forever. And rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And, and that's what we're to do. Always keep priority. The kingdom of God, always keep priority that we belong to a kingdom that lasts forever. And, and that's what helps me to not lose my joy, to not, you know, be overwhelmed but to be thankful in the times in which we're in. So I just want to encourage you in that. Laura, are you still there on line two? Yes. How are you?
0: Good. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. I appreciate you holding.
0: Oh, yeah, not a problem.
3: Go ahead. You got a Um, question?
0: I do, yes. So my employer, he is Mormon, and uh, we talk every once in a while uh, about that kind of stuff. Um, And I know that uh, when I'm at church, uh, we've talked before as far as uh, Mormonism and stuff like that. Um, He has stated before that um, the um, Revelation... Chapter 22, 18 and 19, that verse that states about nothing being added or subtracted from God's Word, that he states that that that's not the last chapter, that they also, uh, John 1 and 2 supposedly was written after the fact. So his thing is, is, well, if other stuff was written after that verse, then that should apply also to the Book of Mormon. And um, the timelines I've looked at previously um, show that Revelation was the last book, um, but I went online to kind of research that, and it did show some uh, stuff that said that, oh, John 1 and 2 could be after. I didn't know if maybe that's just something that's more LDS um, resources stating that.
3: Well, there is a debate. I've heard both ways that, you know, some say that John was uh, released from the Isle of uh, Patmos from exile, and then he would write those last three little epistles for 2nd and 3rd John. When we look Mm -hmm. at the book of Revelation, now the Mormons will bring that up. That's uh, one of the ways that they try to say that the Book of Mormon, um, that it's not a problem that it was written and things like that. That's and their go-to. What, yeah, that is That is one of the verses that they go to, and then they'll say, well, you know, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John was written afterwards, but we got to read, and I'm going to read it for the uh, sake of the listeners here, that, you know, as the, in, the book of Revelation ends, it says, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him, the plagues that are written in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away this part from the book of life. So in other words, there's a warning here, and it's mm-hmm. a very stern warning that is given to us. And it's not talking about that more books were written after the book of Revelation. He's talking about the prophecies of this book is what he's saying. And oh, okay. um, there's a high price for tampering with the book of Revelation. And in, really there's you know a warning of tampering with the scriptures as a whole um so there are many that come along and they tamper with the book of of revelation they try to change the prophecies and, and all of this that's what the warning is given to us now whenever somebody brings that up i take them to galatians chapter 1 and i say okay uh, you believe the Book of Mormon was given to you by the angel moroni uh, that 's their doctrine that 's what how they introduce Mormonism to people. They say that um that Joseph Smith was asleep one time and angel Moroni came to him and um and told him that there 's another gospel, another testimony of Jesus Christ, and these golden tablets uh, that are buried in a hillside in New York City, written in Reformed Egyptian hieroglyphics, and Joseph Smith went and he found them, and then they were translated uh, into the Book of Mormon. I tell them, you need to read Galatians chapter 1. And Paul writes that he says, and this is the first book of the New Testament, first epistle that Paul writes. It's an early epistle. He says that I marvelled at your turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you, want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Just so they understood, he repeats it again. As I've said before and I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, then what you have received, let him be a curse. So he's saying, even if an angel brings any other gospel than what we have preached to you, let that angel be a curse. What the Mormons do is they bring another gospel. They bring another Jesus, which is not the Jesus of the Bible. So we always test everything through the scriptures. And it's a verse that every Mormon should understand and read. I remember when we were teaching on Galatians that I read and we were studying chapter 1 this was a few years ago somebody was in the in the service and I said every mormon should read this they were a mormon they got saved that sunday and and they had never understood that they never read that so the word of god that's why john says test the spirits to see if they are of god for many false teachers have gone out into the world joseph smith was a false prophet and he brought you know, this this Book of Mormon, and also they have doctrines and covenants, and they have another book that they believe in, but it contradicts their theology, their interpretation of those, you know, other extra-biblical books uh, contradicts what the Word of God has to say. You see, they believe that Jesus is a created being. The Bible completely dismisses that. They believe that Jesus was the first First spirit child of God the Father and God the Mother, they believe in God the Mother. That's why they're sealed in eternity in the temple because they believe if you're good enough that you can progress, and and become a God yourself and you can create a world. They believe that Lucifer is the brother of Jesus, so they bring another Jesus. They bring another gospel, and um, that's what you want to keep the focus on. Is you're able to do that. Um, just just to what I tell them is look at the Jesus of the Bible, that he is the Son of God, God incarnated, eternal. Those passages in the book of Isaiah that speak of that God says, there's one God and there's no other God beside me, and that he is eternal. They're, they believe you, you can become a God yourself. So what they present is totally uh, unbiblical and um and it is another gospel, and, and that's what we want to present to them, the true gospel and the true Jesus. right Well, thank you. I really appreciate that good information. yeah, and you know, to do it in love because you know um you know we want to do that, and um, we want to yeah. tell them the wonderful, wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, um that he paid it all on the cross, but he's God in human flesh. Yep, hey, absolutely. Laura, thanks. Appreciate right, thank it. Thank you very you, much. You bet. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Have a good evening.
0: Thanks. You too.
3: Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Love to have you call. And and uh, as we got a little bit of time, and uh, while we're continuing on, let's go to, let's see, I believe it's Cheryl that's calling from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Nope, I think Cheryl was gonna text. Let me see. We got open lines, so that's what we got. Um, hey, I just wanna make a quick announcement. I haven't had a chance because we've been so busy with phone calls and everything. Uh, couple things is um, I wanna encourage you that as we are getting uh, close to the holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Things might look a little bit different in your church with uh, services and everything. We're, we're still dealing with COVID here in Colorado. We hear all the things about, um, you know, the positivity rate that's increasing, all these things, and we're, we need to be careful. Uh, But as the Thanksgiving season comes, I want to, number one, remind you that we have reason to be thankful for, and we've talked a little bit about this. We as Christians, that we can rejoice during this time, even through the difficulty. You you maybe don't care about the elections. Maybe it's because uh, you've been through a challenging time because of health, maybe COVID or other health issues economically, um, you know, you you lost your job, you've been furloughed. We've talked to a number of people on that. Just maybe because of challenges or difficulties or loss that has come your way. But we always have a reason to be thankful. And what my prayer is, is that we would be thankful. And as we are, it keeps us from being overwhelmed. And and one of the questions that I get is, I, I get anxious, how do I keep from being anxious? And I think that a lot of us, we know the verse there in the book of Philippians, but I want to remind you of it once again, um, that we are to um, be anxious for nothing but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Listen, that you be giving your supplications to the Lord because he cares for you and that you do it with thanksgiving. And even as a Christian, we can be thankful because we have eternal life. It's the spiritual blessings that we have in the heavenlies that we just talked about on the show here today. We are so blessed, and, and we have the Lord, and he cares for us and loves us. And then to uh, whatever things are true and things are noble and things are just and pure and lovely, whatever things are of good report, any virtue if anything praiseworthy meditate on these things meditate on these things and that's what we are to do meditate on the things of the lord because he loves you and you'll find comfort and and keep your heart on him so that's number one but also i i'm reminded in I, the lord just put this on my heart that yesterday as we are going through matthew's gospel that Jesus went into the synagogue and the religious leaders were having this confrontation, you know, with Jesus over the Sabbath. And they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? And Jesus answered them and he said, Which one of you that you have a sheep that falls into a pit that you pull the sheep out? And in the back of the synagogue, there was a man with a withered hand. And as you put the synoptic gospels, together the account of that incident that happened in the synagogue. It tells us that Jesus knew their thoughts. They were those religious leaders, those teachers of the law. Uh, they were trying to trap Jesus, accuse him, find a reason to find fault with him. Is it lawful uh, to miracle man to do healing on the Sabbath? They never denied his ability to be able to do miracles. They never denied that. Now, they would say that he does it by the power of Beelzebub, and Jesus says, that's ridiculous. Satan against, you know, kingdom against uh, kingdom uh, and, and Satan against himself uh, will not stand. a house will not stand if Satan is divided, if a kingdom is divided. So he tells them of the ridicu- uh, ridiculous, you know, accusation that they would hurl, but they never denied his miracles. And Mark's gospel tells us that he looked at those religious leaders with anger. It was a righteous anger. He was upset with them because they didn't care about the, the the people. They only showed contempt for the people. As you go through Matthew's gospel, Jesus looked at the multitudes with compassion, as sheep that are weary and scattered without a shepherd. He cared for them. And then he prayed for, for those to go out into the harvest field because there's a harvest out there. Pray for laborers to go out into the harvest. Uh, for the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Listen, there is a harvest out there, folks. We cannot forget about that. There is a harvest out there. He didn't say there's going to be a harvest. He said there is a harvest. There are people out there that we can minister to. Be a laborer to go out into the harvest. He, on a hillside there, before you read about that confrontation in the synagogue that he had with the religious leaders, he would stand on a hillside and said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come learn of me, and and you'll find rest for your souls. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy my burden is light. Listen, the, the yoke of the world is heavy. The yoke of legalism and religiousness is heavy. He says, come to me personally, learn of me, yoke yourself to me. But he does something that I want to encourage you in as we get ready to close the show here today that I think is a good word for for all of us sometimes that we look at the things going on around us and we can feel angry Uh, we can feel justified in our anger but then what jesus did at that point is he turned his attention away from the pharisees and he turned his attention to the man with the withered hand and he said to that man you stand up and the man stood up and he said stretch forth that hand and healing came listen There's a time where we need to to turn our attention away from all the anger and everything else and turn our attention to those who have need because there are people that are linked to us in our lives, that there are things going on that are withered. There are circumstances that have caused paralysis spiritually in their hearts and they're downcast, and they need to be encouraged. And that's what I pray that this holiday season that it would cause us to look for those who have need jesus didn't forget about that man in the back and he cared for him and he ministered to him and we have opportunity to do the same thing and i think that that helps us so much you know it was elijah remember elijah ran from jezebel and the the queen and i'm going to get you elijah and he ran to the mountain of god clear down in arabia and. He's in the cave, and he's all discouraged and depressed, and, and, uh, and the Lord spoke to him in a still, small voice and said, Elijah, why are you here? I got things for you to do. Elijah was in a funk. He was depressed. He said, Elijah, I still want to use you, and he wants to use you, and he wants to use me. He wants to use the church to be able to to minister to a world that it, this world needs the truth and the light and the love of Jesus Christ and the people around you. And so this holiday season, Thanksgiving, be thankful that we belong to him. And this Christmas season, that the message, remember, that we're all familiar with, that as born unto you in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be to all people you see, we have that message to give to others. And it wasn't just a message to those shepherds or to the people of Israel. It was to all peoples. And you know what? And the message was, don't be afraid. Remember that? The very first words concerning the birth of Jesus was, don't be afraid. And I want to tell you that we don't have to be afraid. And it was coming at a time when Caesar Augustus was ruling and and made this decree, everybody's got to be in transition and register for new taxes. It was at a time when Herod the Great was ruling over Judea, and he was ruthless and he was cruel. It was a time when the religious leaders were on the scene and they showed contempt towards the people. It was a very difficult time. But the Messiah was born, our Savior of the world. And the very first message is, Don't be afraid. I bring you great tidings, a great joy that will be to all people. And so we need to remember that. And it's a message true today. And our Lord's going to come back. And we're going to come back with him. And we're going to rule and reign with him in a kingdom that will last forever. So Father, I just pray that as we end this this show, that we would be encouraged knowing that, that we belong to you. The spiritual blessings belong to us. Help us keep our eyes on the things above, not on the things of the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Hey, God bless you. had a great show today. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live,